This episode of ACMG Presents Talk Time Live is brought to you in part by Viewfinders Identity Search and Design. Your choice for web design, graphic design, and all multimedia development needs. Visit VFISAD.com and let us bring your vision to reality. This is Chris Battle, character designer of Teen Titans Go, and you are listening to ACMG Presents Talk Time Live. Previously on Talk Time Live Exclusive. Because one of the things that... Uh, makes them exceptional is not just their ability to act with their voices, which is a skill yeah. separate from being able to full on act. Uh, so it, let me put it like this. All of them can do st- uh, stage or screen acting, but not all stage or screen actors can do what they do. Yeah. Okay. So they do multiple voices, multiple accents, ages, quality. They can shift on a di- I mean, it was amazing to watch that. Yeah. Right. You have four people in a room and it would sound like there were 30 people in there. Because of the different voices and things that they could do, it was and insane. I, you know, it's funny. I actually had um, last year, like again, when we haven't gotten a chance to, uh, you right, know, stay right. in touch. I did a panel, one of two panels for uh, Keystone Comic Con here in Philly, which was about Repop. And okay. one of the people that I had that I hosted with was Fred Tattashore. Oh my God! Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and you talk about a guy who could talk like he could be the only person there, but it sounds like thirty people. I told him okay. at that panel, I'm like, you and maybe another guy that I know that I that I had on my show many times can be nominees for the Mel Blank Award. Yeah, no joke. <laughs> it's amazing I mean, what this man can do uh, with the range that he has. <laughs> there, when when James Mathis, who's got a fairly a lot of bass in his voice, he was our yeah, he does. Person. Uh, but he had to do the voice of young Black Panther. Yeah. And I was like, they ain't doing this. We had to get it. <laughs> and uh, there's no way. It's like having like James Brown sound like a girl. Or right. You know, and <laughs> I got to tell you, he took all the bass out of his voice. We didn't do any electronic tinkering. When right. you hear young T'Challa, that's just James sounding like a kid. Awesome. I was like, damn. <laughs> Hello again. So, so the question is actually, uh, can, can you talk about how did this come about? Because you you're flipping on it. You you went to the different portal of one <laughs> multiverse to another here. Yeah. Well, well I mean, it, it is perfect because uh, even, even with all my years that I spent on Teen Titans Go, I was always a Marvel kid. Teen Titan, New Teen Titans in the '80s was the only DC comic I read. I was I was a big X Men kid, and of course, you know that that's just the gateway drug to all the Marvel universe, right? <laughs> right. So. Um, Basically, the way it happened, uh, it's all due to social media because uh, I'm, I'm always posting whatever I'm working on uh, on Instagram and yeah. Tumblr and everything else, ma- mainly Instagram the most. And, of course, past several years, posting tons of Teen Titans Go artwork, right. especially all the stuff whenever I would get to uh, do all the old classic characters from the DC Universe. Right. And uh, just looked in my inbox one day, and there's uh, a message from uh, an art director from Marvel Consumer Products hmm. who had been following my artwork and saw how I was handling all these classic DC characters. And he yeah. said, hey, would you like to do some stuff for Marvel? I'm like, yes. <laughs> <laughs> the the yeah. message and call I've been waiting for? <laughs> yeah, yeah. But not definitely not expecting it. But yeah, yeah. Even after all my years working in the business for uh, famous studios and getting a chance to do well-known characters, you know, Marvel is one of those big childhood bucket list kind of items, you know. That's, that, that was a big one. Yeah. It's time. Talk time. Let's go. 
Anime, comics, movies and games, the come on and let's get it. Talk time. Anime, comics, movies and games, the come on and let's get it. Talk time. Anime, comics, movies and games, the come on and let's get it. Talk time. Anime, comics, movies and games, the come on and let's get it. Talk time. Live. Started in the 80s with Matt Cross. Dudes in the hood might have called that soft, but I carried that cross like Jesus did. Fast forward, I teach the kids to learn how to let go, live life and show love to all things that don't matter where y'all from. And luckily, there's a show called Talk Time. We've been waiting for this for a long time. Dax kicks the facts on all the geek news. Special guests and unbiased reviews. Suburban kids, the hipster street dudes all can learn something new. Me too. I heard words when no faith is empty. I stayed the course so my haters tempt me. Beep the podcast, that'll make them envy. It ain't too trendy. It's ACMG. Anime, comics, movies, and games. The come on and let's get it. Talk time. Anime, comics, movies, and games. The come on and let's get it. Talk time. Anime, comics, movies, and games. The come on and let's get it. Talk time. Anime, comics, movies, and games. The come on and let's get it. Talk time. Welcome back to the Journal of My Life that covers all things anime, comics, movies, and games. This is ACMG Presents Talk Time Live, the Prime Show. I am your host, Dak Xavier Josiah. I hope you guys are having a great weekend. Wrestling fans, I hope you're having a great weekend because we got another great pay-per-view out of AEW. And I have, believe it or not, truth be told, I have not seen the pay-per-view yet. I'm going to watch it today and courtesy of one of my ACMG members who is letting me borrow his uh, BR Live account. So... Shout out to him. I won't reveal the name of the person, but it's pretty awesome that he did that. And uh, I'm going to be able to enjoy this. So I, I this is the part I love about my ACMG members. I, I really love them to death. Um, I really appreciate them. And hope, and hopefully I, I can always look out for them as much as possible as well. But it's times like this is why I love my ACMG Facebook group because <laughs> we all look out for each other in a certain sort of way. So shout out to him for that. But I'm going to enjoy it. I already know the results and everything. I didn't. I didn't mind getting spoiled because I wanted to find out some things, what was going on, and just want to make sure it was a great show. But AEW just keeps it going. So shout out to him out there, and uh, you know I am looking forward to checking it out after this show from here. This show actually will not be that big of a show it's not really too much news going on so i got one bit of news to talk about in the next segment but i also got like two mini reviews to talk about of movies that i checked out this week but the main talk topic today i wanted to talk about was that i got a chance to see superman red sun which came out on digital this week and there is some things to talk about because i've watched as you guys know a lot of dc animated movies like you guys have and this one there is something about this one that we got to talk heavily about because now it's based on a 2003, you know, uh, what if comic series that DC came out with that really kind of put a perspective in people's mind. Well, seeing it in motion does even more. And we're going to talk about that later on in the top of this show. So before I get to our next segment, I want to give a big thanks. As you heard the sound bites um, before the show started uh, of Jeffrey Thorne. Uh, I want to give him a thanks to being back on the show, the writer, producer, 
and showrunner, Marvel Comics writer as well. Uh, but he was the showrunner of uh, Black Panther's Quest. And uh, we, we always have great conversations, not just about his experience or his views on what's going on in the comic book industry or his experience through all that and his experiences acting. If you're, if you're my age too, you know, Jeffrey Thorne and you've probably watched in the heat of the night, which for some reason he doesn't like talking about, but, um, he was great on that show. Like in the heat of the night was one of the, like one of the baddest draw you know cop dramas in around man like it had um i forgot forgive his name my man from uh, who plays archie bunker in there and like and it's such a different light like he played opposite of his you know you know racist side you know and this and just the whole entire cast and everything and jeffrey was in virtually almost every episode of that um as one of the uh, one of the uh cops that got you know promoted after a while so you know he he's been doing a lot in the industry man he's been doing a lot for you know his love for writing and comics and it's just always great to you know see a person of color especially you know get the accolades and everything that he has and i like i said i got a chance to meet him at san diego comic-con and if you heard the interview you know you'll find out how that happened um shout out to my wife especially on that story and it's just awesome and now he's he's done a great job with uh, black panther's quest he's moved on he's now working on the ever popular uh star series that is coming up soon and based on one of the ever popular characters ghost that spinoff is coming so um i you know that's awesome that is absolutely awesome i commend him for that i want to give a shout out to chris battle the character designer for many of your all-time favorite character uh cartoon network cartoons including dexter's laboratory dan versus um you know teen titans go recently now he's working with big hero six from um disney so and now he also has a t-shirt line which you guys have seen online you know thank you to everybody who showed that support on social media and everything too and, and it's just awesome go out of your way to, to amazon look up chris battles uh go into chris battles uh website and or follow him at chris battle art on uh instagram which is he's mostly at he's mostly on there on instagram uh where you can find the t-shirt designs and all of his artwork there uh the dude is just awesome he's just he he seems like a very humble and blessed guy to be doing what he's doing and it's just always great to hear these guys talk about their story and hopefully any of the stories that i have on this show all of the people that i have on the show and listening to their stories and listening to them talk about what they've done and what they do and what they're going to do hopefully some of that absolutely inspires you to do what you want to do or to start your journey on what you want to do you know back when i grew up in the 90s and the 80s uh in somewhat of 2000s when you listen to interviews like the ones i have and you hear people talk about their lives and or you hear or you see documentaries and stuff like that it's always it was always meant to inspire people and a lot of people were inspired by these stories and these these people these people that they loved in their own form of fandom and it inspired them to do other things and i'm hoping that listening to my show can always do that for somebody else leading on and just getting an idea of what these guys get to do because 
everybody needs a bit of inspiration like i've i i think i've gotten many of my inspirations to do what i'm doing right now from people like dave Meltzer, brian alvarez and i'm talking in particular doing this show uh from listening to guys like that um it, uh Les Thatcher and, and Victor uh, Sosa, you know, the great voices those guys are, uh, who do a lot of sport. The the uh, the Sunday night's main event guys, like all of those guys, I, I kind of listen to them and how they do what they do and, and really admire and appreciate what they do. Uh, artists as well. I look at, you know, as artists, I have certain people that I love and look up to and admire and help me get through pro wrestling also. You know, I love pro wrestling not because just for wrestling. I'm a fan of pro wrestling because of the journey that these guys do to make what they want happen. When I I I was not a wrestling fan always, and I stopped being a wrestling fan, you know, because I didn't like the direction that it was going at the time. And I'm not talking about recently. I'm talking about in the like 89, 90 when WCW was brought by Ted Turner and such. I didn't like that direction, but when it when ECW came in and they started pulling the curtain and you start seeing like everything wasn't what it what you thought it was, and these guys actually had to the grind to get where they at. They made twenty bucks a show. They didn't have insurance, but they had the passion to get where they're going. And some of those people like Samoa Joe and CM Punk, um, Low Key, and all those guys that I seen in the indies and I had the chance to meet in the indies and now making a ton of cash and now it's living their their realities or whatnot and it's just awesome to see you know shout out to Josh Chernoff man uh you know he's another one like he's followed his journey passion for wrestling he's been on the show just saw him yesterday on fight tv for uh AEW revolution and his journey is kind of like mine and he's just at all at where he's going from this point on it's just amazing to see where he's going so hopefully these guys all of them inspire you in somewhat way to you know be the next generation of new talent or of people doing what you want to do but you got to really really earn it these are very special opportunities and you have and only people with that i love a passion will be able to get through but you gotta you gotta work your ass off for it it's a lot of fun but you gotta work hard to have fun as i always say so let's not waste any more time there's a you know let's get on some news that we're going to talk about so without further ado let's find out what's new in the world of acmg and now it's time to find out what's new in the world of acmg Like I said, folks, not too much news going on in the world of our favorite fandoms this week. Surprisingly, I mean, well, I guess if anything, I didn't put this in my notes, but um, the Game Developers Conference, let's talk about that just for one second. The Game Developers Conference has been postponed due to coronavirus and every other company kind of, you know, backing out of it. And I, sadly, it's understandably so. Um, now, granted, while they while this thing's being postponed, C2 uh, E2, uh, which is Repop's event in Chicago, went off without a hitch. Uh, a lot of people attended there, including uh, the AEW crew. They were all there as well. Uh, it seems like it went off without a hitch. PAX East also went without a hitch, even though um, Sony has backed out of that as well. Uh, shout out to the RetroSoft Studio guys because they were up there as well. And 
it seems like it's just a matter of you know i guess preference at this time i mean we are getting more information there is we did i do believe we got our first fatal uh death and uh in reference to the virus in the u.s um but people are just taking precautions right now and i hope somehow some way we get this something resolved in this whole thing because coming up is in in in, in the summer is uh e3 and then san diego comic-con and then you know all the other things from that point so hopefully we'll get some results by then because all this all these cancellations and such is it's it's so sad it is so sad Uh, people are looking forward to we are looking forward to these things um also and and now i believe don't get me twisted but i could have sworn i heard that you know because of the stock market or anything that we're about to experience another recession and a result as a result of all this um a lot of these things a lot of these things are coming off really biblical right now it's really it's 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 crazy um but you know they decided to do it and they were thinking about i from what i read it, it seems like they may want to do a video conference a video version of the event or something like that i don't know how that's going to go or what's going to happen but it's just sad I, I feel bad for the people who are attend who wanted to attend i feel bad for the companies that wanted to go out but you know we're we're in some very interesting times and we don't know where this is going i just say be very safe out there with that and just be very well educated on the fact as well don't go on assumptions don't just read headlines don't just read even don't just focus on articles go deeper i say this all the time people like to make their views based on their their the logic of or or, or just the uh, line the headline of an article but never read the article or they focus on a five minute segment of a news uh, presentation it's so much more to that you got to go deep you got to prepare uh you need to research your own stuff to make evidence i just this morning before i had even started the show i got into a conversation with one of our acmg members regarding sonic the hedgehog because uh there was an artist i forgot i i forgot the name of the uh, gentleman that was posted on it was a it was a uh art it was an art piece a 3d art piece of um shadow it was like they made a version of shadow that mimicked the movie version of sonic and one of the people on my acmg group felt that he for some reason he thought that the the movie intro of sega motion pictures and if you guys watch the movie you see that you know we talked about this one on my review that sega motion pictures came out and it showed all of the video games that they have made leading up to this movie for some reason he felt that this was a means of them making a movie for all of those games and i'm like i don't think that's the case i just think that that was them showing their legacy and they're not this i mean in all in all seriousness this could be a means for them to start making sega movies i don't think that's exactly the case and i don't think they have the money or the means to do that or necessarily the marketing and popularity at this time to do it like outside and i had to ask him i'm like outside of sonic who what game character is really mainstream enough to really make money like sonic would sonic is an iconic character that they marketed heavily heavily over the years to become a pop cultural icon 
and not just video game, but also crossed over to mainstream. Yakuza didn't do that. House of the Dead didn't do that. Um, Fantasy Star didn't do that. None of those. There's not one game outside of Sonic that is going to make that Marvel money. You know, and I think that's he and he could be made some examples based on the Marvel Cinematic Universe and how they were able to do certain things or whatever. I'm like, yeah, but you also got to realize that Marvel, when you talk about Marvel, you can't compare it to Sega because their legacies are two different, and one of them is Titanic. <laughs> that, like, say Marvel is based on modern day mythology that has been popularized throughout generations and heavily marketed and branded by one Stan Lee who constantly promoted his characters, his intellectual property and Jack Kirby's intellectual property and all those other guys. You know, this was heavily marketed. Sega, on the other hand, is a company that in its journey kind of failed during the, you know, during the console, the game console wars with the likes of Nintendo and PlayStation. And they barely got themselves back up. They had to become producers and publishers of their games and other games as well, just to keep a foot and just keep that brand alive. I there's no guarantee that they have money, even though they made money from this from from this movie successfully. Thank goodness. And that was that was a lot of that was due to the redesign. You know, a lot of that was due to the designer of Sonic Mania. <laughs> you know, if that didn't happen, they would have they would have sunk dry and even still they i don't think they that the money that they made from that movie is going to have enough for them to warrant them to make another movie i if, i don't quote me on it i almost believe that they had problems doing this movie <laughs> even if they made the movie today and even still this movie even though it broke a record it didn't be it didn't make nearly enough money like say an end game a black panther or uh infinity war made you know at the time guardians and got you know any it didn't make that type of money it probably made a money and then once you make that money that money still has to be spread out and diversified throughout different things so it, who's to say that that's gonna happen i would i do i want to see more sega movies yeah but seeing when you do when you decide to do a movie it's not just that they go out and do movies people they go out there and make a movie based on the probability that it's going to make money that there are fans out there who want to see it well sonic is a movie that was going to work if it was done right and it did sonic is a movie based on a very popular iconic character that even casual fans know that even people who don't game know he's been mentioned on many other platforms outside of the gaming community I don't think anybody knows who the main character Yakuza is. I don't think a lot of people know who Fantasy Star, what Fantasy Star is. I don't think there are a lot of people know who Poyo Poyo is. You know, you, you just can't. They don't have enough. Or Streets of Rage, and not you. It just, it just can't happen to that extent. Like, there's going to be a hardcore group of people, but that percentage of hardcore only can take it far only can take it far i mean you have to have the right type of things and they gotta have the money to do it i don't think they have that much money to be spending on that and again as i tell everybody and if he assumes that i'm like you we gotta check the pockets of sega before we can really think that they have the ability to make multiple movies that's gonna generate money and i'm and he keeps going based on assumption and theory and i'm like no we need 
factual concrete, uh, concrete proof. Where's the source? He did send me a Hollywood reporter he's basing off of. And I'm like, that's not enough. We need factual like we need like actual financial records <laughs> from Sega that warrants the idea that what that what you want them to do that even what I would want them to do could actually happen. It right now we can't. We can't. But I just right now I don't see it happening. I don't see Sonic is their bread and butter. Sonic has always been their bread and butter. That's why Sonic think and thankfully this Nintendo <laughs> we get to see Sonic uh, still relevant because Sonic has played on Smash Brothers. Sonic has played on the Olympics games all the time. He's kept relevant because of Nintendo. A lot of hit, you know Sonic's own games don't make it. Sonic on Nintendo, fantastic. Um, I give you a, I give you a great example. Sonic Heroes. When I played that game, I still own that game, the digital game. I've not played that game since I reviewed it. It's just not a fun game to play. And I just, I honestly, I just don't think that it has to mean, Sega Motion Pictures has the means to really do something that's going to kick off. I mean, I, at any time, I could be wrong. And if I am, that's a great thing. For me to be wrong about that, that's an absolutely great thing. But I tell you what, um, more power to them. But I, I just, my heart of hearts just based on some things. I don't think that I don't think that that's what that whole thing meant at all. But that's here and right there. Um, so in reference, going back to uh, you know game developers conference, I really really hope that they do tend to fix the situation that they do have a date and they will find health healthier precautions to to you know for the safety of everybody there. So and hopefully that we will find a cure. Or something to alleviate this whole entire virus, because this is this pandemic is really scaring people. Uh, just do your research, people. Do your research. Do your research. Not just on Sega, but on a coronavirus and everything, just to get a clear understanding and perspective of what you think you want, uh, you know, or what you need to know. That's what it all comes down to. So um, tonight on prime time, The Simpsons. If you haven't watched The Simpsons before like in a long time you may want to reinvest tonight or you want to maybe dvr it for what you're already listen, looking at because the simpsons is going to be doing a new episode that is believed to be dedicated to the mcu tonight on fox um it has been announced and shown as close been shown on so on social media that the russo brothers will be making an appearance in this episode as well they promoted an upcoming the upcoming episode and um with an epic tribute poster resembling endgame on air as well uh the show will be competing with dc and uh the cw's batwoman as well during that time slot which is i believe eight o'clock so it will be interesting to see how many people will jump onto that as opposed to watching that or any other shows that they'll be watching. So I, I, I'll be, it'll be interesting to see where the ratings go with that. But I actually am going to DVR. I still like regardless. I, I, I love The Simpsons just out of by default, but I absolutely love Batwoman right now. I love what they're doing with Batwoman and the Super um, Girl Power Hour uh, you know world's finest double hour that we watch and um i look forward to that so i'm going to dvr the simpsons watch it after the fact and see how that goes and you know see what they do i'm pretty sure it's going to be pretty cool um 
I don't know what it's going to take for the Simpsons to really revitalize the popularity. They, they're just there just out of out of respect and fault. And people love the Simpsons just out of respect and fault. You know, if, if Kate, push come to shove, if there was a series that I wouldn't want to watch, if I had a choice of maybe, actually, that's not true. If I had a choice of one series that I could watch in an, a post-apocalyptic, you know, universe that I had a box set of deals, it would probably mostly be Family Guy more than anything. But if i had to simpsons would also be an alternative as well because you got 30 years of that show that you get to watch so ah, it's here or there but you know people like it just for the fact but it just hasn't been it's comedy the comedy of it has just been stale in a sense and you know it, it really just it just hasn't been the same but if i go back and watch it i still enjoy it but it's not like blow out of my way ha ha funny it's just you know these characters are cool these these we love these characters we love what they did for years you know shout out to back running <laughs> on that one so one of the actual mini reviews i wanted to talk about because i just finally got a chance to see this i honestly i didn't even know this existed until shout out to my acmg member anthony whitaker told us on air and people were like wait what they did they, when did this come out you know, Netflix is coming out with a lot of new shows. Uh, they just announced the Transformers show that's coming out, as you know. Um, there are some other shows that they're going to be working on as well that you're going to be excited for. Uh, like, Netflix is really killing it with the anime shows this and, and movies. This one especially. Dragon Quest, your story. I don't think a lot of people know this is not the first dragon quest animated anything that's ever come out if you're my age which is like in the 40s and you guys remember back in you know in the 80s or late 80s early 90s late 80s early 90s there was a show called dragon warrior which in fact was dragon quest and it was a short-lived miniseries. I don't know. Well, at least from from America standards it was short-lived because it actually didn't last long it, it it one of the first shows that i was so mad about because they left us at a cliffhanger and we never got to see it and they kept just relooping it back to the beginning but we never saw the results of the end of what happened during that show and series and i was so pissed because i got so drawn in to the world and i was one of the first one of the first and second times i've uh, realized akira toriyama's you know work in the series aside from dragon ball because dragon ball wasn't really a mainstay thing it took years for dragon ball to get where it is now because the original dragon ball series only played once a year as a special like during christmas time during the holiday season the original dragon ball like mini ova would come out the, the dub version would come out but it was never taken seriously people that the, the, the term anime wasn't even mentioned during the time when the original dragon ball came out uh it wasn't until the 90 you know 90s when the term anime was adopted and 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 it really took on because uh, it was like that we were trying to figure out whether to call it japanimation or if anime and anime just became the more adopted term for it but when dragon ball first came out that wasn't a thing even when dragon warrior came out that term still wasn't a thing it wasn't until like fist of the north star was you know being tape traded around and the and dragon ball z was being tape traded around and all these really old school anime hardcore anime 
with violence and and, and sexual uh, content was being passed around to the likes of what we as a, at, at the time have never seen before. You know, Galgal 13 and all the stuff and Ramna, you know, we've never seen this type of thing before. But Dragon Warrior came out ages ago, but it never finished. So we never seen a Dragon Quest anime ever since then until now. And when Anthony mentioned it, I was like, are you serious? They actually have a Dragon Quest movie and Netflix came out with it. They soft promoted this. I, I say even quietly promoted <laughs> this it was like it, we, nobody ever knew that it came out not many at least so no lo and behold it was here i'm actually playing it right now as i'm doing this show and i really i absolutely was blown away by this movie i love this movie so much the one thing i was kind of torn between was the art style because the art style and it's a different art style from the actual game, but it does carry some of the, the Toriyama elements in there. There's, I'm like, I'm looking at a scene right now where some of the monsters do look like Akira Toriyama, you know, um, art style. But then the other, like the main character Luca and, and Bianca and such, they slightly different, slightly different, but do carry some of the elements of the character design of the. Uh, of the game now this game the story of this game it's dragon ball your story is based on the classic dragon quest 5 game where the character luca played by the one and only yuri lowenthal aka uh, um, sasuke from naruto and peter parker from spider-man ps4 um follows his father's footsteps to rescue their mother and seek revenge of the evil Laja. Uh, along the way, he meets with other characters very familiar to the series uh, as they help them through his journey, including Bianca, who plays by Stephanie Shea, previous guest of this show, uh, former guest of this show, and many more familiar faces in the game. The story takes you through many of the most memorable, heartfelt moments of the game and movie. And I think I really felt, I really fell in love with this movie based on one scene. The, uh, and I, I'm not going to spoil this movie because this is a movie that they did so good. And there's a there's a lot to this movie that a reason why I'm saying you need people need to watch it, especially gamers and, and fans of this classic movie if you haven't seen it yet. But there were some heartfelt moments in here, especially when Luca. Uh, went and you know confessed his love to Bianca which I was told it was in the game I never played Dragon Quest 5 but a lot of people in our ACG Facebook group said that you know they are familiar with a lot of the scenes that are being shown in this uh, movie including that and uh, it was just a it was a beautiful thing and I it, it reminded me of why I love the old Dragon Warrior movie because I think it did kind of the same things there were some there were some moments in that series that reminded me of what was going on in this series and i it just it really melted my heart some things and the, that moment when he confessed his love to bianca because he was set to marry the princess through a quest that he did and he lo and behold he realized that bianca was the person who was his ride or die chick throughout the whole entire thing they that's the person yeah he really has feelings for and how they did that i thought it was really well done and they had the right actors to put that together and make that really believable and, and well done. So I love that. Uh, the story takes you through many 
of the most memorable moments of the of the game as I mentioned and there are fans of the series that felt that it skimmed through some other moments that should have been added uh, but there was a great reason as to why that they that why they did that and I thought it was brilliantly <laughs> the way they did so if you notice first of all this is a movie so movies at, at minimum are going to be like an hour and a half I think this is like an hour and 27 minutes at, at best and if the, when you when it comes to RPGs, it's very very long. RPGs are hours and hours of content long. You have to cram all that at once. So what they did was they showed some of the most monumental, memorable moments that most fans, you know, love. Um, you're not gonna make everybody happy. Uh, you never make anybody happy with a lot of things that you know people doing. I dare ask for those who are never happy with even some things that are done successfully, you go out there and try to do it yourself. <laughs> so, but with the end, there was a method to their madness and not to spoil it for those who did not see the movie, but there is a major twist near the end of this movie that no one will ever see coming. And it, it just blows you away as to what they did with this. And I, 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 by the end of it, I was like, I was just at all at the narrative, at the narrative, at, the, you know, storytelling and the character development of this whole thing. It was just so well done. And the movie is, is it's just a great love letter to not only the classic game, but to all of those fans of the uh, Dragon Quest series. So. I highly recommend adding this to your list and watching this immediately. This was a well done, very well detailed, very well designed game. Um, or I'm sorry, not game, but um, movie based on a beloved series. I thought that they did it justice. I thought they did absolute justice. And there's a lot of great comedy moments in here too. Um, the animation looks phenomenal. Like, I don't know. Like, this is done. This I believe this uh, movie is done by uh, Toei animation as well i believe that the who is the people behind dragon ball z and the dragon ball series and everything so i swear to goodness i remember when people when when anime first started getting into the 3d animation game and i was skeptic because i love my um i absolutely love my 3d I mean, my hand-drawn animation, I still do to this day. Like, if we, if you had to, you know, give me a choice, whether I love what I'm seeing from great these great these new great anime movies, 3D movies, and hand-drawn, I'm going to go hand-drawn. Because if you look at movies like Dragon Ball Z uh, Brawly, man, it's still, like, Japan was is still ahead of its time when it comes to... Um, when it comes to making animation, even as great as DC animated uh, animation or Warner Brothers animation is, they were inspired by what was done in Japan and just the fluidity of hand drawn animation is just and, and their techniques is so phenomenal, no matter what they do. So they finally mastered in my heart of hearts, they finally mastered the ability to create absolutely tremendous looking 3d cgi animated movies um and in tv shows saint Seiya 
as well. I love the Saint Seiya series. It was a long way from what they were for what they used to do. Uh, Saint Seiya looks exactly like the animated uh, series, the original animated series or the OVAs, but it just looks like a step up. Uh, and three, it's just all brought back in, into 3D, just in a character tradition of it. So. I, I really enjoy what they did with this. I love the character design. I love everything. Just it was just such a great. I did not expect this to be that great. Like I wish it was more heavily promoted than it was. But this is another great reason why Netflix's you know library and how much they really working hard to bring these anime series to their like anime is really become a major factor in these streaming networks. I love it. Like Hulu between hulu netflix crunchyroll funimation they're bringing it hard and 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 shout out to amazon prime as well amazon video also is doing their thing as well not as i don't think as strongly as as the four that i mentioned but they got their things going on so um more power to them by the way it's march 1st today and to me this means this is the countdown to when spawn comes to mortal kombat 11 that also means I am finally going to binge. I, I didn't want to watch any of the Spawn series until this month. And now it's time. I may look at that show and maybe even make that a talk topic and just look back right before the, um, the you know, Spawn's premiere in Mortal Kombat comes in. I am looking forward to that. So I, we've been waiting a long time for that DLC to come as well. So uh, the other movie that I wanted to talk about on Netflix that just came out um, this week because we're celebrating, I think, the 30th anniversary of Pokemon that uh, I think uh, Wednesday or it was or whatever. So they're celebrating that and they also celebrated by the release of the new 3D animated uh, Pokemon series, uh, Pokemon movie, Pokemon Mewtwo Strikes Back. This is an interesting movie because what you have here is virtually it's virtually the retelling of the first Pokemon movie that they ever made, uh, which was one of the first animes to ever hit the theaters and be like was mainstream promoted. I believe that movie made a ton of cash, too. I think it was like over 100 million that that movie made because of the popularity of uh, Pokemon. Again, another iconic movie, to, uh, you know, game character that was heavily promoted uh you know and franchise throughout you know years you know they're going in their 30th year right now name a sega character <laughs> that is actually done with pokemon done or sonic or, or mario was done it's you're not gonna find it it's, it's not god i mean like look look at what happened i hate to go off subject but look what happened with movies like tekken movies like king of fighters god and i if you haven't watched king of fighters i highly recommend never watching king of fighters it will as a as a member of the fighting game community i think you will be pissed the hell off if you watch that <laughs> movie it's so wrongly done man it's like everything that like joey answer should like put a raging demon move on that movie like it's just it's really that bad but pokemon mutu strikes back is virtually the retelling of the first pokemon in every aspect like there's really nothing it's very subtle changes and it's like the, the, the differences in a movie 
it's not it's far and few like even from like word from word scene from scene it's virtually the same i like literally it's not it's it's the the, the changes of it is very minimum to a point it's not even worth mentioning because it is just like a very much retelling the entire not only that i mean everything even down to the memorable moments not only that though the entire main cast like the the original main cast of pokemon is back to reprise the roles of the iconic characters including team rocket and meowth that's jesse and jace and um and james um funny thing is because i do recall that they did change ash ash's voice on the later pokemon uh shows but they went all out to bring back all of the cast of this just to, so they can reprise their roles now i find it really i was kind of a little upset about this for one reason like i'm really glad that the original voice because i love the original voice of ash as opposed to the recent one when i actually i think i watched an episode or two of sun and moon um a while back and noticed that they changed the voice of ash but i've always liked the female actress who did the voice of ash i thought i thought it was very well it fit the character very well so i'm really i was really happy to see that um all of the characters from the original series is back from this because uh you know that's what we grew up on and they they in respects to that they kept it to the letter but when we see a series that netflix picked up such as neon genesis evangelion and they changed the voices to all of those guys and 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 didn't give us the frank sinatra song you mean to tell me we couldn't out of respect i think they i think when they got the rights to neon genesis evangelion i don't think they understood how loved that series is for fans they, they their excuse was that they couldn't get the licensing and all this stuff they didn't want to or all of that money went to like dave Chappelle and chris rock and <laughs> you know and all and eddie murphy you know what i'm saying like and i think eddie murphy and chris rock and dave Chappelle is the reason why we don't have the original cast of that but that can't be because we got the original cast members for pokemon you know here so or you know somebody has to come up with something because taking frank sinatra's fly me to the moon and taking out the original voices to that series kind of really put a damper on the nostalgic experience and i think is i don't think they understand how important that movie is to a lot of people that when people watch neon neon genesis evangelium like myself included i was in a dark period of my life as a teen when i saw that movie that movie helped bring a lot of positive perspective into my life from a psychological standpoint and i've talked to people before and they mentioned neon genesis helping them you know see the light in life because it, it's really that that movie is such an important movie in, in the history of anime um it i i think that, it, that was a corporate decision that just wrong but luckily for pokemon they did it all right um what i did like about this movie and why i think i do like this movie better than the original is mostly one of the biggest noticeable thing, things that i think has changed in the movie is that the character design i think is closer to the look of the game boy original uh red and blue game uh than it is i like did notice that i do remember 
uh, what that design looks like as opposed to the character design of the animated series. Um, so I kind of like it, 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 not too much close, but it was like a, a hybrid of that to the anime as well. Uh, I did like that. The campy music that was in the battle scene of the original movie, thankfully, was taken out in favor of a more theatrical and dramatic soundtrack that fit more into the mood of that scene of all the scenes so we didn't get a lot of that and i i that for that alone is the reason why i enjoyed this movie much better i was hoping because funny thing they uh i think uh disney xd before i even watched the 3d one played the first movie so we got to see which warner brothers created uh or produced so I saw that and I remember that once because I, I used to I watched that movie when that movie first came out I watched that like I think a dozen times and I did like it I did like it but I I didn't like when the American version had this campy you know uh, music coming in during that scene it was it was too it was too corny and campy but watching this version I loved it. I loved everything about it. There was some th- angles and camera angles, and it was in 3D, so you got to see a little bit more than what you could see. But they they really, down to the letter, made it exactly what you saw before. It was, like I said, there was really nothing too much different. So um, it's because of that. I think the 3D and, and, and 3D look of it is uh, why I like the revamped version much better than the original. So. I'm sure everybody has their own opinion of which one they like, but I, for me personally, I like the, I like Mewtwo Strikes Back much better than the than original, just from those, you know, aspects right there. So, um, if you haven't checked it out, if you're a Pokemon fan, go out of your way, check it out. It's on Netflix. You are, everybody pretty much owns Netflix for God's sake. So go out of your way and check it out there. And, um, I, I thought it was a win for me. I really enjoyed it. So folks, that will do it for what's new in the world of ACMG. We're going to take a break, come back and we're going to deeply, 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 deeply talk about DC animated or Warner Brothers animated new DC movie superman red sun it's a this is gonna be a lot to talk about here we'll do that right after this ladies and gentlemen this is dax xavier josiah the host of acmg presents talk time live the podcast you want to catch up with all of our podcast shows and hear from some of the hottest names in all of anime comics movies and games such as this is miley Flanagan, the voice of naruto this is stephanie shea the voice of sailor moon this is ruben langdon voice of ken masters and dante from devil may cry hey there this is kyle abear the voice of ryu from street fighter 5 this is chris battle character designer of team titans go here's your chance to check out all of that and more on talk time live.com talktomlive.com provides all of our acmg content with new and previous episodes exclusive interviews articles and much more visit talktomlive.com and let us help you learn to let go live life and love all things acmg talk time live hey this is jeff thorne i am the writer producer showrunner of the avengers black panthers quest tv series and you are listening to acmg presents talk time live do it. And now it's time for our top topic of the week. Ready? Fight! Alright folks, we are back with our talk topic of the week and it is my review of Superman Red Sun, DC and Warner Brothers Animation's latest and probably finest animated movie to date, starring Superman as he is under the realm of the Ukraine. 
basically this is a what if series this was a mini series in um dc comics uh in 2003 written and authored by Mar- uh, mark miller um who created this premise of you know asking what if superman had been raised in the soviet union in russia during his strongest period and this story was so in-depth uh, for comics that it it, it, received, it received uh an award probably quite a few awards for the limited series i mean it it, it was a great focus it, it was the timeline was you know around the time of joseph stalin and president eisenhower and it just led on from the 1950s on to the 1980s so you got 30 years of this of superman which which is not named clark kent because clark kent was given was given to him the name of clark kent was given to him by you know uh, martha and uh and paul kent so that never happened and basically if i'm correct what i read up because i never read the book i never read the actual original uh book but after watching this movie i am damn sure going to go on my dc universe app and read the original miniseries because this was just this is mind-blowing the, the storytelling in this movie was well done i believe and i'm, I'm going to be speaking as a person obviously who did not read the book so i can't compare it to the book i'm going by what i see right now and what i saw right now was outstanding um so basically from the book standpoint because they don't, I don't believe they if i remember i watched this twice i don't believe they even covered the whole him landing in Russia uh, in ukraine but in the comics the idea is that in this elseworld universe what happens is he apparently lands on earth just a few hours later than he would have to land in kansas or smallville for that matter and once you because of that because it's important about the time you got to remember planets rotate so he if he lands a few more hours that means the planet rotated to a point that he couldn't land in kansas at all he wind up landing in the soviet union and when he was a kid and his friend his female friend reminded him you know when she discovered that he had powers she the minute she said that she she said you need to use this power for to help the ukraine that he did and as he grew up he became the one of the strongest symbols for the country uh which was at the hands of joseph stalin and he what he felt in his heart of hearts that he was doing the right thing and it turns out that he was not after a while but the lovely thing i love about this movie is that it really does tell the debate the ongoing debate that people have uh rather in psychology or just in normal conversation about nature versus nurture our superman the superman of earth one who landed in kansas or in smallville is known for being a very moral and ethical man hit a heart of hearts but he's in the united states and he's going by he's also going by the ways and roles of the united states put that same premise in the ukraine where you got a guy or a kid growing up to be a man with the same kind of moral values but under a different ideology and under a different type of regime and he's being told and manipulated to think that what he's doing is the right thing so in his heart of hearts he's doing the right thing despite 
the wrong things are happening and it's it's crazy it is really really mind-blowing crazy um that was going on and him and joseph stalin like he's joseph stalin what they're telling in in the story of the movie is that joseph stalin's reign is the result of superman's power and he's able to you know he's able to you know command superman to do anything he wants him to to make sure that he keeps that same power and he rules within his own uh ways and mindset and it took it took a minute for clark to realize it but um it, it just it, it results in a lot of things uh it, it just goes to show that nature versus nurture it is a nurturing thing it is a very much a nurturing thing uh that's always been proven for a long time uh that it's a nurturing thing um soviet superman lived with a kind heart and wanted to do the right things however living in a land of that ideology is governed by one uh, one man who feels that it's his way is the best way and democracy equals chaos this leads superman to, um you know just you know doing everything he can for the wrong reasons pretty much um lex luthor meanwhile in this whole thing because there is a lex in this world he is a he's between a scientist and somewhat of a politician as well but he's but even more importantly he's married to lois lane and has jimmy olsen by his side take note jimmy olsen is african-american in this series i don't know if he's african-american in the actual book i feel like that there's possibly that may be be, uh, a rewrite but i'll find out when i read the original uh, at best but i like the idea that they stuck with the uh supergirl version of jimmy olsen in this case and which it, it really it's it really interesting that he had you know jimmy olsen's in such a high you know position during the 1950s because in our reality in the 1950s black people were nowhere near that 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 position back then nowhere near so they never really specified if racism was a thing in during this era but lo and behold jimmy olsen was working like at the side of lex luthor very interesting to take note that uh lex luthor in this one too is kind of he's he's lex but not exactly the lex of earth one the lex that we all know there is some you know he's still the same arrogant uh maniacal cerebral guy but there is some difference in his personality there's some sincerity to him which is not normally seen in the other their prime version of lex in here so take note into that so um superman becomes loyal to the country of russia and starlin as he helps him to dominate the country without question at first that is until lois provides superman with some confidential information given to her by lex by the way so there's this is the cerebral part of lex because lex uh came across some information that was valuable to the change of direction of power and that information leads him to discovering a concentration camp that uh had many of his former friends and childhood uh friends buried underground in an inhumane environment this is including superman's childhood friend who female friend who helped him in the beginning 
and you would protect them uh, and try to protect them from bullies or whatever. She unfortunately died right after he found her and freed all of them. And this this is the part that changed Superman completely to a point that he he uh, approached Stalin, uh, you know, and took matters into his own hands, including killing Joseph Stalin and becoming the new leader of Russia. So this starts a whole thing. And that conversation was very pivotal because he, you know, before he killed Stalin, you know, he had the situation where they were having this sort of kind of philosophical debate as to why he did what he did. And in and last thing he said, I believe, is in order to make change, you have to do what you have to do or whatever in order to make change. And, you know, and that took it upon himself. Superman is to say wise words and just offed him. And the guards came in, saw what happened. And it was like, we're not going to the, the smartest guards in the world. We're not going to do anything about this. What do you want us to do next? So this uh, the problems get worse down the line as Superman begins to become what he hated the most, which is a dictator, much like Stalin. But in his heart of hearts, he thinks he's doing the right thing. Um, it, it just it gets really, really crazy. Uh, the movie also focuses on the alliance with him in wonder woman which also led to a lot of turmoil for uh diana prince who had undeniable faith in the power of superman so it, it i i don't want to go any further because the more further i go it's just it's you know if you've read the book you kind of know where this is going i don't know how much they changed from the book to that so unfortunately i can't do it but it, it, it's if you haven't read the book but you're watching this movie and you can watch this movie without reading the book i can tell you that but i highly recommend you like after watching it you want to read it to see what has changed and what's different or whatnot and what they added what they took out but or if they took out anything but it i just man this was this is an unbelievable movie and it really made you think about a lot of things and not only just the fact of like what if superman you know worked for russia i mean or whatever but just the fact of like you know the nature versus nurture discussion along with you could be good but directed to do wrong or go in the wrong direction and that is something that we all have to deal with you know we may have our our, our attentions are at best but the direction is what matters you know it's it's just it was it's just so many things that you could have a conversation for and talk about in this movie and i really enjoy what they did um some of my favorite moments in this movie superman encountering uh with encounter with stalin very pivotal moment as we just spoke about uh seeing a more sincere yet still arrogant and self-involved like sleuthor also played a big factor in this um I will mention some things that may kind of spoil the situation here, but um, hopefully that if you're watching, if you're listening to this show that you've already seen it or you probably don't care, but you still want to know what's going on. Jimmy Olsen becomes president after Lex, which take note, Lex in 1983 becomes the president of the United States. So that means Ronald Reagan did not exist well, he probably existed, but he never went in for office or Lex Luthor beat him for office during the time. Because in 1983, Ronald Reagan was the president during that time. So um, that was very interesting. And it, this all this this movie also goes um, into the period 
and uh, with uh, John F. Kennedy as well. And we do see John F. Kennedy in the movie working alongside with Lex. And this is the part where um, another great scene comes in that I love. The introduction of the Green Lantern Corps and how Jordan plays a factor in this. So you get to see that as well. Seeing Wonder Woman in the scene with the white hair, which is in the book, uh, I like. I, I thought it was cool. I thought it was I, the way they designed her look in the in the movie was really beautiful. It was a beautiful design version of Wonder Woman. I like white hair Wonder Woman way better than normal Wonder Woman. She looked like she was going like Ultra Instinct for some reason. I thought she went. I thought like after the lasso broke that she kind of became an older person she was just battered and bruised but when she came back for that one last time to try to stop all of the chaos for happening with the green lanterns and uh superman and sylvia superman um it, it was evident that like she just had a hair change because of the uh lasso breaking but i thought it was i thought that, that look was awesome I, I really enjoyed that and then the introduction of brainiac as well gets into this uh you know this uh movie and his manipulation of superman which much very much like how stalin he he did the exact same thing he pretty much manipulated soviet superman the same way stalin kind of manipulated him as well but he had his own intentions throughout this whole entire thing so it was very interesting um loved it the positives of this i great animation as always what you expect from dc animated uh movies definitely on here so that was top quality as well uh and character design but this is a rare thing normally with the dc movies it's like you got great story and narrative but you also have great action scenes this was a story that was so strong it didn't need a high pace or high impact action uh to keep the movie interesting and he didn't if you really look at it like they had some really great impactful scenes but the majority of it is just the what's going on with oh, I, I can't say clark what's going on with sylvia superman what's going on with lex what's going on with lois and all of which was going on how ride or die lois is to lex and all of these things is going on and during and 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 just it's all about the the mindset of what's going on the ideologies of what's going on in this and i loved absolutely loved it i thought it was even more intriguing i didn't care too much not if not any about any action scenes in this movie the, there was one negative didn't take away from the movie but it was one negative that really boggled me and i don't know if we could call it a negative but it just boggled me why was there a russian batman i know this is an alternate universe i i just i i had a hard time trying to figure out how or why was there a russian batman why did it need to be a russian batman or why did bat like I, it made sense that why superman had a russian accent and why superman was raised in russia I don't know a damn thing about why a Russian Batman is there and, and Bruce Wayne is not hasn't been invented. So that does so that lead me to believe? I think that's the one loophole in this entire thing for me was the 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 actual thing of a Russian Batman. Where was this orange story, origin story come from? Like they could have still had regular Batman, like they had regular Hal Jordan. They had uh, now I want to say regular Hal Jordan. Like they had a, they had an American Hal Jordan. Like it, it was yeah, the original per se. They had you know uh, Wonder Woman still from Finiscara, still technically her just in a different environment. 
they had a Russian Batman. I, it, with no rhyme or reason, just he's Russian. He came up with the Batman uh, brand. Where's Bruce Wayne in all this? Why didn't he? What, why was he not still? Was was the parents alive or something? What was going on with this? It, it boggled me. It really, really, really boggled me about this. Now, granted, with that said, with all that said and done, I really liked the Russian Batman. I just, it just, there's this asterisk right behind it that's telling me, like, why did he exist? How what was his origin story? Why did, you know, why was there not a Batman in Gotham? Or whatnot. It just, all of those things just did, I just feel like it was just, it, it was just like, glued into everything that was in there it was like they looked at it they looked at the finished product and was like oh damn we forgot to add this all right put a sticker on it that's what that felt like to me it it really put me in left field with that one but his his whole situation was you know there and and uh you know in and out but it was it was it really 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 it, it left me it left me wondering like what the hell why it just that's the only thing but that's the only thing that really you know stuck with me through the whole thing i mean his purpose was there and then you know it was then and gone but it it, it it's like the one thing that just stuck out so much to me in there but everything else i mean like the, the green lantern core uh phil lamar's uh you know cameo appearance as john stewart was in there as well um guy gardner is also in there but it just left, you know, I can understand, it made sense that all of them are in the United States. I still don't understand why there was a Russian Batman. I wonder if anybody's ever asked that question. But with all that said and done, I highly enjoyed this movie. With with the even exception that, um, even with the fact of questioning whether there was a Russian Batman and why, I still give this movie an A plus because this was so telling. It was so mind blowing. It was one of the everything, everything about this movie was great. Um, everything. I mean, even that oddball situation right there. <laughs> Russian Batman to me reminded me of Australian Wolverine from the eighties cartoons when he like the X Men pilot and Spider Man and his amazing friends that's what that remind me of it's like why was there a reason rhyme or reason for him to be russian why can't he just be batman and still try to you know kill off the karl marx mentality and philosophy that that silver superman started you know advocating to i just didn't i did not get that part at all but it's here nor there overall i love the movie um because of that Batman scene to me, it wasn't perfect, but it was very strong. But it was strong enough for me to get it, give it an A+. Go out of your way to check this out. It's out on digital right now. I believe it's coming out in Blu-ray and DVD and Blu-ray, uh, I think, down the line a month from now, down the line. And then it's probably going to wind up in DC Universe slightly after that. So it is so good. I am I so enjoyed this movie. Watched it twice. The second time around was like, it was even better. Uh, 
so I enjoyed it. Go out of your way to check it out. Folks, that will do it for this edition of ACMG Presents Talk Time Live. Uh, thank you guys so very much. I don't know what the hell is going to happen next week as far as the show is concerned, but a lot is coming out month of March. Um, a lot of news is going to be coming as well. So we'll, we'll check back and we'll definitely have something to talk about regardless or something to uh, really focus on as a talk topic. And, you know, please keep supporting us on talktimelive.com you know check out our exclusives once again thank you to chris battle and jeffrey thorne for coming on to the show this week you can check those uh episodes out on there you could check our talk time live exclusive for a lot more of our great interviews with people uh to check out as well and you know stay tuned for more you know you can follow us on uh spotify itunes i'm sorry apple uh podcast google podcast stitcher radio uh what is the other ones god it's so many now it, i always get this so freaking confused i really need to just put this on the list of every single show that i do now <laughs> so we're on spotify we're on iheart radio we're on po- uh, apple Podcasts, google Podcasts, stitcher radio uh podbean pocketcast and you can check all amazon devices as well because you can listen to us on there so folks thank you again you can also follow me on uh, Instagram at Xavier Josiah. You can also go to um, the ACMG Facebook group at facebook.com forward slash groups forward slash ACMG one. But you got to understand you got to be 18 or older. You got to have a legit profile of five years or older that actually shows you interacting and socializing with other people. So I got you got to be legit. You just have to be legit. No new profiles to, you know, hide from your other profiles, because that just tells me you don't want to socialize. You want to hide. We're not looking for people. We want to support the introvert community by uh, helping them to come out more, to helping them to reach out and embrace themselves more, to not be afraid to socialize with other people, whether online or in person. We want you guys to be comfortable in a safe environment. So definitely show your real self. That's what we want. We want to know you. In order to be friends with somebody, we have to get to know somebody. So definitely go out of your way to do that. Change the way you do social media, people. So that will do it, folks. On behalf of myself, all I got to say is learn to let go, live life, and love all things anime, comics, movies, and games. This is ACMG Presents Talk Time Live. I am out of here. Music for this episode is provided by Game Chops. Check out these great chiptune tracks and more at music.gamechops.com.